0: Welcome to the Knitting on the Run podcast, where it's always knitting and running in 30 minutes or less. You can find me as Winswept Monique on Ravelry and Instagram, or as Winswept Knits on Facebook and Twitter. Show notes can be found at my website at WinsweptKnits.com. Hello and welcome to episode 66 of Knitting on the Run podcast. Today's segments include designer notes, whips, FOs, spinning, out and about, and on the run. Here we go. Before the show starts, I just wanted to take a quick notice that I am recording in a different location than normal, so the audio quality may sound a little bit differently. Thank you for your patience this week while I work on some settings at my end. So for designer notes, I have a new shawl that released today. This is the Pont de Marat shawl, and it released uh, today. This is I'm publishing this episode on Friday, October 11th. This shawl was inspired by the epic fog in my grandmother's village. And it's actually named for one of the foggiest places in the village. Uh, Literally, it means um, Bridge of the Marsh or Bridge of the Marsh. My grandmother's village is a six-mile-long peninsula jutting out into the North Atlantic. And the North Atlantic is a very cold ocean, (laughs) for those of you who don't live near it. And uh, the fog that just rolls in off the ocean is incredible. I am so happy to share this easy, fun pattern with you all. I knew what I wanted to make, I knew pretty much how I wanted to make this shawl the second I saw the skein of yarn at Vogue Knitting Live last January. I was in the Wool's Yarn Booth and they have the, um, the color changing cotton where it's four strands of cotton together and one by one the strands change colors. And so this changed from a light gray, a very, very light gray, all the way through medium to dark gray over to a blue. And I knew as soon as I saw that 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 yarn reminded me of of Grommere's Village, and I knew exactly what it wanted it to be. I had to swatch a little bit to make sure that what I had in my head was going to work, but this was one of those shawls that kind of sprung into my head, fully formed. I knew exactly what it was going to be. I'm so happy with the way it turned out. It really showcases the fog, and the waves that I love about going to visit Nova Scotia. And a quick note on pronunciation. I am pronouncing this Pont du Marat, which is the way um, the Acadians in Nova Scotia pronounce it. It's a, it's a dialectical French. If you were in France, they would be pronouncing it Pont du Marais. Either one is fine. I don't care. You can you can pronounce it Pont du Marais if you want, you know. Um, but the, the way that my family would pronounce it is Pont du Marat. And also for you listeners... I am offering you 30% off for all podcast listeners. Use the code ONTHERUN, no spaces, just all one, smushed together, O-N-T-H-E-R-U-N, through Friday, ten eighteen, and you'll get 30% off this shawl. Whips time, okay. So I have been working an awful lot this week, mostly on one project. Uh, I have been working on the Taking Flight shawl. That is a Captain Marvel-inspired shawl and this is the designer's first ever released pattern. It's a free pattern through Ravelry. I'll link to it in the show notes. I'm sorry, I don't have her name right in front of me at the moment. I've been trying to finish up the applied lace edging so I can wear this beautiful shawl to Rhinebeck. It's stunningly gorgeous, Um, and it's also a larger shawl than I tend to make. I've been making more the kinds of shawls you can sort of wear around your neck, almost more like a you know, a scarf like, you know, like a small triangle shawl you can wear with the point in front sort of thing. This is way too big for that. This is one you're going to wear draped over your shoulders. So I thought if it's a little bit on the chillier side of mine back, this would be a perfect, perfect shawl to wear. I am knitting this up in discontinued Long Meadow from Webbs. It's the red and the blue. And the yellow is Barocco's Modern Cotton. I've also been um, working on a new sample. I'm not going to tell you much about it, but I'm working it up in silk. I just started it, got it a ways to go. I'm enjoying it. I love to work in silk. I know it's a little bit harder on the hands, but the finished project is always so great to wear for a summer knit or a transitional season layer. And I'm really excited to see how this one turns out. FOs. All right. So I finally finished the aggregate shawl by Jimmy Knits. That is aggregate A G G R E G A T E. And this is my first entry in the BIPOC make Along 2019. I love this pattern. I can already tell you that I will be needing another one again. Uh, this time in a thicker weight yarn for winter wear. Uh, I, I had a feeling that this shawl would turn out well for the two sets of hand that I had together. Which are about a, a light sport weight, maybe a heavy fingering. And it did. It came out perfectly. I am so happy. I think next time I might use... Colors that contrast a tiny bit more because there is one point where both colors of hand knits kind of veer towards the purple and it kind of, it's hard to see the difference as much in that one. But I'm still thrilled with how this came out. And I, as I said, I will definitely be making another one. I knit this pretty much as written. I did add one more triangle to the bottom. Um, if you look at the pictures I will post once I um, finish blocking it. There's wedges on each side and then sort of triangles in the middle pointing to the bottom. And I had extra yarn left over, so I added one more triangle to the bottom in color one, and then I bound off in color two, which is a slight change from the pattern. But I had more yarn, and I wanted to make it a tiny bit bigger, so that's what I did there. Another FO this past week, I finished up a new rent-inspired shawl pattern. For those of you who were at Into the Wool, it's the gray and pink shawl that you saw me working on. I'll be sending it to the tech editor soon, and then I'll be opening it up for test knitters. So I can't wait to see this one out in the world again. Yay! Spinning! So I spun alpaca for the first time. I bought alpaca at Connecticut Sheep and World last spring, but haven't actually worked on it. So I thought before I had to back and all the beautiful fiber there, uh, I wanted to spin it to make sure that my hands could actually process it. I've knit a little bit in alpaca, but not much, but knitting and spinning works a little bit differently. And as you folks probably know who've been listening for a while, I am allergic to pretty much every animal on the planet. If it, if it has fur or feathers, I am allergic to it to some degree. Um, but alpaca and yak and it seems like the camelids um, and yak for whatever reason and goats I'm less allergic to. Sheep is what I have the most problems with, so I do not touch sheep's wool at all but I can work with other animals for about 30 to 45 minutes before I have to stop and wash my hands. I kind of start to get a a tingly sensation in my hands if I have to stop and take a break. But I was able to spin it, so I tried making Rolex. I spun from that, and then I decided, well, people keep talking about spinning from the lock, so why don't I try that because that will go a lot faster. That was actually really easy. Um, I was kind of surprised how easy that was, Um, but I did enjoy it, and I think this is the first time I've ever used the regular flyer on my wheel, so it was kind of nice to actually use it. I tend to spin cotton and silk, and I've spun a little bit of cashmere and angora, and those are all short staple fibers. So I've basically only been spinning on my very fast flyer, and it was nice to break out the real flyer and actually give it a whirl. Out and about. So back starts in a week. I uh, can't wait. I'm very excited this year for the first time i will be there both saturday and sunday so come find me and say hi i would love to chat with you at uh, the moment i expect to be at the i believe the podcaster meetup is happening again and i will be at the ravelry meetup i think that's happening again I've, i haven't been on social media as much the last two weeks so i will double check and in next week's episode i will post times and dates but usually those are on the hill one right after another. I want to say they're at 11 and 12 or 11 and 1. Don't hold me to that. But um, I will I will double check and, and get that information. And in. I will post an episode next week before I go to Rhinebeck. And I'll let you know also what I'm wearing. So if you want to try to find me, you can come find me. Anything else I will be doing? Um, I tend to grab an early lunch. For those of you who are, are Rhinebeck newbies, the food lines, once you hit about 12 noon, get insane. So I like to grab... A, crazy early lunch. I tend to leave my house at a ridiculously early hour and eat breakfast at like five. So by 11 o'clock, I'm getting hungry. So I'll eat something really early and then grab a snack later in the day. Um, And then on Sunday, I do not have any definite plans yet. I will probably stay through the whole day Sunday. I can't guarantee that. Kind of depends on the weather, what's going on. If it's raining, I might Head out early. I do have a long ride back home. I'll be I'll be driving myself out there Saturday and then driving myself home on Sunday. But if you want to meet up, send you know send me a message. Let me know. I'd be happy to walk around. I'm really excited to see the vendors there this year. Check out the new vendors. Check out some vendors that I've you know um, been following for years and years and years. I know I've got a bunch of people there who are going who I do want to stop and say hello to. So I cannot wait. On a more serious note, um, it has come to my attention that there are folks on some social media platforms who are threatening to stalk or harass BIPOC or LGBTQ plus fiber enthusiasts at Rhinebeck. I suspect that this is a lot of bluster by folks who are still angry about the choices Ravelry made this year. Um, indeed, Cassidy herself seems to be one of the main targets for these disgusting people. But I want you to know that if you are feeling threatened or unsafe, please come find me. I will walk with you to find security if that's what you want, or I will sit and knit with you, or I will happily walk around with you and chat knitting, spinning, fiber, or crochet, what little I know of it, until you feel safe again. Everyone should feel safe and welcome at Rhineback, and I intend to make sure, to the best of my ability, that that happens. So please, if you, again, if you are feeling unsafe in any way, Come find me and I will walk around with you. On the run. So this week, I want to talk about back stretching. Regular listeners will recall that I threw my back out late last winter pretty badly. It was just a muscle pull. Thankfully, nothing worse. But I learned some great warm-up stretches that really helped get mobility back in my spine. I still use them periodically when I feel that the knots in my back muscles are starting to form up again. And they still help. I actually was doing them yesterday. I definitely recommend them. Now, I'm going to say off the top, I am not a medical professional. I have no medical training. I am merely sharing information that I learned that I hope will help other people. These will work for a muscle pull. Or these will work if your mus- if your back is feeling a little bit stiff and need- the muscles need to stretch out. This will not help at all if you are having a slipped disc, slipped disc issue. I should say that they may help, but please consult a medical professional because I was given these stretches for a muscle pull and they were prescribed for a muscle pull. Your mileage may vary, but I want to walk you through them. And a lot of them, if you, I, my back is not the greatest and it ever has been. Um, I find these that I've been doing some of these for years, even before I threw my back out really badly. So the first one is called lower trunk rotations, and this increases mobility in the lower half of your spine. Lie flat on your back with your knees bent, feet flat on the floor. Now slowly and gently let your knees fall to the right side, stopping at the first side of discomfort or pain. Now return to center and slowly and gently let your knees fall to the left side. Repeat until you've gone to each side 20 times. A stretching sensation in your back or even in your hips is okay, but you should not feel discomfort or pain at all. You may not be able to go as far as you think, and that's okay. This isn't a competition. This is therapy, after all. The second one is called Open Books, and this is for your upper back. Lie on your right side with your legs bent, your arms straight out in front of you, right arm on the ground, left arm on top, palms touching. Keeping your knees together and lower leg on the ground, actually both legs sort of on the ground, slowly raise your left arm up, and over towards the ground behind you, like your arms are book covers and your chest is the book's spine. Repeat 20 times on each side. Again, you may not be able to get far, and that's okay. When I was first injured, just getting my arm to point up towards the ceiling was very uncomfortable and painful. Again, the point is not how far you go. It's to encourage mobility through gentle repetition, and over time, you will find that you can go further. Stretching sensations are okay. Discomfort or pain is not. The third one is cat-cow. If you've ever done a bit of yoga, you'll probably recognize these. So get on your hands and knees and slowly and gently arch your back towards the ceiling like an angry cat as far as you can without pain or discomfort. Now lower your back and gently arch it towards the ground, bringing your head up and looking in front of you. Repeat each pose 20 times slowly. And this sort of increases the range of motion in your entire spine. Now, once again, I am not a medical professional. If you are experiencing chronic back pain or any sharp pain, like to kind of feel like you are being like stabbed with a knife sort of pain, please go seek help from a qualified medical professional immediately. Your back is nothing that you want to toy with. Uh, because you will need it for literally everything you do. If you are experiencing a lot of pain or any kind of sharp, sudden pain or a burning sensation, please go see your doctor now. That brings us to the end of this week's show. I am so excited. This is the first time I've recorded two weeks in a row in, well, far too long. We'll leave it at that. I hope you all have an amazing week. And I will see you later. Keep those legs and those needles moving. Bye-bye.